Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. to bring all those things to the Quality Time Podcast, which, by the way, we're on once again, everyone. Welcome to the show. I am one-third of this wonderful show, uh, Eric Woodworth. I'm joined first by the very lovely, the very talented Miss Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you doing? I'm good, Daddy. How are you? (laughs) I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in. Hanging by a prayer. It's been an eventful last couple days. I'm sure we'll get into that shortly. And uh, we'll also talk to our... Uh, the third and pivotal person. And by the way, if you're hearing children noises, um, we're broadcasting live from Jeremy's basement where they are chained to radiators. Um, now I have my nieces over and they're just squawking and squackling. Um, we're joined by Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? No. Uh, I'm, who is that? This is me. My name is Bishop. I'm newly born. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. It's our new nephew, Bishop, which is exciting news in the Woodworth household. Uh, uh, I came out of a vagina. I mean, (laughs) out of somebody's belly. I came out of the side, Nussy. Um... (laughs) <laughs> we're we're excited to ha- to welcome a new a new child into our lives as uh, our sister our younger sister uh, Rachel uh, gave birth to uh, baby Bishop Baba. He's a beefcake already. He's got the head of a freaking watermelon. I, I, I think she could have been named me Lance Henriksen. <laughs> Is that right, <laughs> Bishop? Why don't you put the thing with with the knife thing, man? You put the freaking <laughs> knife down, dude. But yes, it was very exciting. My my sister, whom was it, Jeremy, as part of this bit, actually had a picture queued up ready of him and Lance Hendrickson, aka Bishop from. Oh, it's it's Jeffrey Lewis. Okay. Otherwise, it's Juliet Lewis's dad. Well, we know when you share content, <laughs> you love to show pictures of your phone. Um, do you like to show pictures? on your phone to the Zoom camera, which we, we, we pretend we can see for the most part, but most of the time we can't. You don't have to. I just share. Uh, there's lots of things I share with, with the camera and we don't talk about. But get you. That's fair. That's fair enough. Okay. Um, but that is exciting. My, my sister went into the hospital um, uh, on Thursday, and finally they, they gave her a C-section 
this Sunday morning. So she's been there for days, uh, and I'm sure very happy to have this uh, human being removed from her uh, her gut. So that's good. <laughs> We're excited about it. Jeremy is now uh, mainlining pictures to us via messenger. Uh, he does have uh, uh, the picture of the man who is in the lawnmower man today. Uh, none other than Jeffrey Lewis, as well as is that Christopher? Is that uh, uh, Lloyd with uh, Mike Coons, the uh, the little man from from uh, from Evil's Lair? Just came, just just finished the this movie is, the other week. This is just a picture with your friend with Christopher Lloyd. I little. <laughs> I just making, I wanted to make friend. sure I got it right. But Jer- Jeremy, you're always bringing top-notch content to the show. Mm. That's why we have you here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can I say the word midget? I think, I, I think, I you, think you already did. I think you say it constantly. <laughs> I don't think he's, you're worried he, about he, it at he's, all. He, he's, he's into midget micro-midget micro wrestling, so I think I can get away with it. Yeah, I think so. You can say it. Oh, and also, also you <laughs> have you ever thought about getting um, – uh, midget reassignment surgery where they chop you down to uh, to a size that would make you one have you ever thought about transitioning into one jeremy and, and gosh i would probably be as fat as like the the big fat guy from uh willow who is like the biggest midget in the movie oh yeah you would be a walking cannonball and are we sure. are we and talking ball. trans midget yeah he's gonna transition <laughs> into a little person we're gonna get him surgically uh surgically attach some little sausage fingers to him really elongate that forehead amputated but to the knees make him so. angry all the time what if we give you estrogen to like raise that voice to that helium level but then you get these really fat juicy tits <laughs> hell yeah part of part of part of my uh my my fake fake midget show transition little world yes yeah <laughs> that's what call... the t and tlc stands for yeah no 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 it would be good your your midget transition show should be called making it big um <laughs> i think that would be fun with 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 kevin bacon yes yes there we go but no we are excited we have a new um we have a new person in our family and we're excited to meet him eventually but jeremy you had a a a special call into the show that i wanted to share real quick for you guys here this is somebody we talk about a lot on the show very frequently i'm excited that he has finally reached out to us i think that maybe finally we have um you know the cat's out of the bag at this point we can't we can't put it back in pandora's box after we opened it so here we go a special message from a listener dare i say family member hey hey jer hey hey, hey you remember you remember i was I was building those models i um I, <coughs> I uh, I just started building a a true to life uh, uh, model of Jackson Brown's penis, and uh, it's it's only four inches, but and it's got you know it's got four four points of articulation, but that's true to life. And uh, and you remember you remember when I was asking you about about that uh, that carburetor for that Yamaha uh, uh, lawnmower? Hey, did you ever find that carburetor for that for that lawnmower, Jeremy? Oh my God, Uncle Jeff, leaving <laughs> hot messages for us, uh, Jeremy. How excited are you to hear from Uncle Jeff? Uh, I'm trying to make sure he can send you a message every five minutes for the, <laughs> on, uh, on the hour, and, and you'll you'll 
you'll just ignore every one of them for the next <laughs> hey, let's month. Go, hey, hey, everybody. Hey, Jer. Did you get the message I sent about the message I was going to leave? Because I, I know I called about the message, but it really wasn't about the message that I was leaving at that time. It's actually about the message prior to that. And that actually goes for this message that I'm leaving right now. I wanted to just make sure that you knew about that. Anyway, I got a Jackson Brown alarm clock, and I didn't know if you had the uh, the spring loader to fix the, the regular watch. It's not a digital. It's an old school watch. But it runs off a little spring. Do you think you got an extra one of those hanging around, Jer? Hey, Jer, do you think you got an extra spring somewhere? Kill me now. <laughs> Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> Oh, that's good. I like that. No, did did you think? I mean, maybe Jeff should be a, 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 a. Is this a staple on the show every week now? I mean, we do well, mention we'll him quite see, frequently. See if we can, um, you know, give him another um twenty seconds next month or something. Twenty seconds a month. That's all you get. So work on your content, okay? It can't just be, hey, did you find a Jackson Brown spring? It's got a. We need new stuff. Tell us what you think about, you know, trans people or, um, you know, what, how do you feel like the new Little Mermaid's doing? We'd really uh, like I, to hear your hot takes on it. I, I, I did force uh, Jeff to uh, li- uh, watch the movie Time Bandits. So. Oh, <laughs> hmm. Real short story. Um, Thank you! <laughs> that's exciting. Ashley, you had a full jam-packed weekend of shows, yeah? No. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. You had a wedding. Uh, a wedding, yes. A wedding, yeah. I see. Yeah, I so, remember things. So I had uh, a wedding this this weekend, good close friend of mine. Uh, there are two things that I really, really enjoyed at this wedding. So um, first of all, there were candles lining the aisle. Sorry. Uh, and, and how many of them they were- came home with you? What? How many of them came home with you? That's so funny. I threatened to do it, but then it like side story. If I'm being honest, I'm getting really bored stealing from people. Um, you got to those are rookie numbers. You you got to you got to step up to a new plane. Have you thought about maybe planning a new 911? Um no, I'm thinking more just like starting to get people's like social security numbers oh. and stealing their identities. Go identity. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, first stop, Umar Khan. Um, so. <laughs> you you totally would pass as him. Oh my god, I look just <laughs> like a beautiful bald brown man. Um, so uh, let's see. So anyway, so I the aisle is lined. Each like every other uh, aisle, sorry, every other um row of seats hmm. is uh glass vases like hurricane vases with candles in them now they're not lit and they don't need to be they're gorgeous what people did not realize is they probably should be entering from the opposite side where there are no candles you know what i mean you file in and then as you leave you go out um makes sense yeah the ceremony hasn't even started and i hear the first crash which is an old lady falling over a set of candles and they shatter. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. And that, like, but I don't even, I don't even laugh because I'm like, oh God, I hope she's okay. Oh, that sounds dangerous. And as that's happening, I think to myself, these don't seem like a good idea. Like they shouldn't, you don't notice them. They seem like really easy. And as I'm thinking it, I hear the next one, <laughs> someone else trips. And shatters another set of Hell candles. 
<laughs> it's like literal <laughs> just stone cold entrance after stone cold entrance every couple minutes. It sounded like, oh man, I no, I'm going to ruin that bit. I got to keep going. So, so I am alone at this wedding. So I know no one besides the bride and groom. And as I am sitting there, there starts to become more and more people breaking candles. And I'm sitting in the seat. And I'm like... <laughs> and I start losing my shit alone by myself at this wedding, looking like an absolute monster. Everybody and- stop breaking the fucking candles! <laughs> Break stuff. Okay, but then it gets- Why is everybody ruining our wedding? <laughs> oh my god, it gets worse. Then, like a bunch of fucking idiots, they start lighting the candles! <laughs> <laughs> yes! Fire hazards! <laughs> I'm just waiting! And then another one breaks. We are at four break, like breakages at mm-hmm. this point. And I'm enjoying the counting more and more. And then I realize I have to bring out before the ceremony, before the bride walks down the aisle, they have to bring out a mop bucket because some There's of these candles. There's too much wet ass pussy there. <laughs> there are floating candles. There's water in some of these. But the candles are floating. And people are breaking them. So so that all happens. <clears throat> There's like five before the ceremony even starts. And I'm enjoying the hell out of that shit. So then during the ceremony, it's about to be over. They they don't um, do the fir- first kiss yet. But they go, hey, we're going to step aside for a second. They're doing a glass ceremony. What she should have said was they're doing a sand ceremony where you blend the sand together. Mm-hmm. But without thinking like a fucking psycho, I out loud go, ugh, glass ceremony? I didn't know they were Jewish. <laughs> Mazel's off but, in it. Yeah, when you crush a glass with your foot, which is a very weird, the fact that I said it as weird as I did, I'm like, I should explore that in therapy. I don't I don't know anything about Jewish. Uh, the next thing like- Ashley did is she leaned over and like, Listen, we all know it wasn't six million. I mean, come on. Five hundred and fifty nine hundred and ninety nine thousand. We know <laughs> we know about your new fan base and it really feels like you're catering to them more and more every <laughs> We're gonna every come week. back to that. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Gonna, oh, and I'll try to wrap this up. So the ceremony finishes. They are about to walk down the aisle finally as man and wife. Mm-hmm. As they proceed down the aisle, the officiant knocks over a lit candle. Yes! <laughs> I want... So did this end in full-on arson? Did, <laughs> no, but I was, like, ready for that shit. I was so excited. Um, and then the one other here's thing... our first dance. I'm burning for you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call 911. Shorty fire. Anyways, um... So then at one point, I'm super, super intoxicated, open bar, having a great time. And I go to take a shit because there was a lot of charcuterie. The cheese was getting sweaty. I had a lot to drink. I, know, and, I, thought, I thought we were this close to making it through a weekend where you didn't have a shit story. I was so, yeah, but, I, so we were so close. Um, excuse me. There's levels. There's categories. This isn't like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to shit myself. I'm an adult. Okay. It was like, oh, I just have to shit. People shit. There's a book called Everybody Poops. Okay? I know. I feel like most of your life events happen around shitting. Like last week when the lady was in the bathroom and you heard her shit. It's like, it's one after another. And I just, 
it, and this isn't a bad thing. Uh, to be clear, I want the shit stories. I'm just really because I feel can't... like I'm being judged. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. I'm just amazed at the level of your. It's like your life revolves around each shit story. Like it was like, oh, that was Sheets Oh Seven. Uh, I remember that was those ten minutes after that that thing. And they're almost like you use them to mark your life out. And I kind of, I'm kind of envious of it. You're you're right, Eric. It's so embarrassing for me to mark my life that way and not like. When was that? Oh, that was the year that Undertaker faced off with Goldberg. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> dummy. <laughs> I didn't say it was better. I said I thought it was fun. That's whatever. <clears throat> Pointed out, dickwad. So, Black, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't like it. you, fucking. Like I you like your shit now. stories. I've said it multiple times. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, would have. <laughs> so. so I'm trying to take a shit. Back to the <laughs> now let me get back to it. <laughs> I had to go. All right. So I'm in this very nice bathroom trying to push out some brownie mix. And <laughs> while, while, I'm, while I'm trying to go, I hear two other women uh, enter the bathroom. And this is what I hear leave their mouths. Ugh. I don't understand the music that's playing right now. Oh, is Tyler Polish? <gasps> <laughs> oh, is there polka music playing? Hell yeah. But I'm like, oh, what a hot take. <laughs> so I come out of the bathroom and I was like, which of you said that? And this old woman goes, I did. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I don't know if he is or not. But I was like, hey, we all have something about us. I said, I'm German. I high five a little weird. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just like, is he Polish or as I like to call it, Germany little? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't, it wasn't that exciting. Like, I just, it was nice to celebrate with them. And I, I don't know. I did also do a Facebook poll where I was like, who wore it better? And it was a picture of my boobs and the groom's mom's boobs. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Big old, big old milkers. Well, shout outs to the 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 moms, uh, the groom's groom's mom, uh, and I those just, juicy mommy milkers she's walking around with. I, I just wanted to know how many um of the um, glass things with with the candles were crushed under feet before they said like lachaim or something. But it was six total. It was six candles got smashed total within like oh, an hour. It was like eight eight uh, candles per day <laughs> it kept the venue burning eight days uh, <laughs> i see no that's good well i'm glad it sounded like a lovely wedding I- i'm excited oh. for him and best wishes to uh tyler and yeah. his beautiful bride yeah, um, Cassie. so um you know i'm gonna keep it brief because we got a lot to go over with today's movie uh but um we already mentioned that i had a new nephew that was cool i have been battling a tree uh, I, I'll keep this. I've been trying to cut down an evergreen tree in my side yard for about two weeks now, and I got it down, and then I got it stuck. And thank God, my friend Angry Greg came here today because um, I left it. Yes. Sorry, sorry, Eric. I have a question because I never asked you. If you don't mind, 
why are you cutting down the tree? I never knew the reason because behind nature, cutting down the tree. Nature needs to know I'm the boss. Um, Elle said the tree was leaning towards the house, and we've had three other ones fall that didn't hit the house, but they all fell towards the house, and this one gotcha. was eventually going to fall into the house or the deck and ruin gotcha. it. So it's just okay. been a project that I've been putting off, and I was like, you know what? I'm taking it out. I'm fucking taking it out. So I did this all by myself with a chainsaw that wasn't big enough, and uh, I got all the way to the point. Point. I I wanted it to fall this way, so it was falling the right direction. I was like, "Oh, there's a branch in the way; it'll have no problem." Just leaned up against that branch and was stuck. And I oh, pulled God. at it and I <laughs> chopped it almost all the way down. I couldn't get it to move. And then I was like, "You know what? I just need to yoke this down with a truck eventually." So I was like, "Greg, my friend, Angry Greg, shout outs. He's a lineman. He's a hardworking blue collar fella." I felt like I was burdening him by even asking him to come. But I was like, "Hey, do you have like a you have a come along? More importantly, do you, how many chains do you have? Because I need to like I think I just need to hook it up to the truck and pull mm. it out. So many chains to show you. He comes <laughs> over and insists that we try two other ways that I know aren't going to work. Like, I just know, I was like, I know, I've, I don't think we can pull this. I think we need horsepower to pull this. I have tried to pull it and winch it, and it ain't going nowhere. Um, mm. And I, it was hard for me to give up doing it yesterday because I was obsessed and compulsed about it to make this tree fall. But I was like, I don't feel like going to buy chains. I'll wait till Greg comes. And yeah. sure enough, after about an hour of trying it his way, which I was sure wasn't going to work. But like, you know, when you have to like, like he's doing me a favor by being here. I have to placate him. He's like, I think it's going to hit the house if you do that. I was like, I know. Well, it's my house, so we can we can just do it. But no, 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 no we'll try it this way. So we. <laughs> <laughs> so we tried it all the other ways that I, I knew weren't going to work. And I was like, crazy. That's nuts. It was a good idea. So I'm going to back the truck up now. And then we're going to hook it up. He's like, are you sure about that? I was like, I'm sure. Listen, I'll drive the truck. You don't have to worry. Just get the chain around that. Son right. So it's not his responsibility if it falls on your house. And he was he was so much more. Now, listen, I had this level of concern yesterday about it doing mm -hmm. it. But after like I was tired and it festered in me, I was like, man, fuck it. Let's burn the house down as long as this tree's <laughs> down at this point. So Yeah, ruin uh, the basement that yeah, you worked so hard. I was I, I had gotten to that point. It was a vendetta. And uh, but I was was able to pull it uh pull it down um earlier today with uh angry greg so that was good and uh it was Are an accomplishment and now i have to go log it it's sitting in the in the back of my house right now so i gotta log it up um good job but i do have you thank like you copper and texas chainsaw too yeah i wish i i want it's i've avoided buying a meteor chainsaw i have just this little 16 inch and i love it but it's not enough for this tree. So yeah, I do like the idea of Eric in booty shorts and a crop top waving his chainsaw around. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. You wait for the Instagram posts following this podcast. Um, I'm not watching your stories. So get on there. They're daisies and they're dukes. <laughs> Before you got angry, Greg, did you think about getting a ninja? Chop, <laughs> chop, chop down that. Chop, chop, chop to Chinatown. <laughs> That that is yes. I wish I did like a couple times. Just stand there with the katana and go like real quick, and then hoped it would fall, but it wouldn't. <laughs> um, so I do have this. This is one last thing, and this is a quick one, uh, but is the funniest thing. And maybe it won't be funny to you guys, but it was funny to me. Um, I, I know we've mentioned my my beautiful daughters uh, 
um, any time. Now, my my oldest is she's becoming um she's living in her thirteenth year. She's twelve years old, and Jeremy Jeremy couldn't care less. He's playing the flute now, but that's fine. I'm still going to share the story. And Jeremy, we we can't hear you playing the flute, but it was nice that you tried. Um, so I. <laughs> I, uh, my daughter, uh, yesterday when I'm coming down this tree is hanging out with my, my nieces. Okay. Mm. My nieces are a little bit younger and my, my, my oldest, she, she fancies herself a babysitter. She's trying to get into the babysitting game. Cause she's like, you know, a teenager. She's like, I could watch kids. I can do this. So mm. she's getting her trial runs by watching the children, um, our nieces. Right. And so they're at the playground and they're hanging out um with them and she's doing the things like oh let's go up to the top of the playground we'll go down the slide and there was another little girl there at the top of the slide and she looks at uh jane and goes hey are you a mom and she was just like no i'm 12 years old i'm not a mom and she goes he's like really because you have boobs and only moms <gasps> have boobs <laughs> So a small child called my oldest daughter a mom because she had boobs. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. How old was the person? Uh, probably like uh, three or four years old. So it's like some little three what? or four year old just said, only moms have boobs. You're not supposed to be up here. <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird because they would have said the same thing to Eric. <laughs> yeah and I, as soon as she came home I was just like welcome to the family Woo, you're an adult like dad now with his juicy tits uh, that's crazy how, how did Jane take it she by the way loves the story she can't stop laughing about it. she actually she's is like, taking it great yeah but at her age she's in like oh, yeah, I also, oh, it, I don't know. This also, good dad story here. Um, I, I, it's weird that I was being a good dad. But I last night, um, I was sitting on my deck, unwinding for the evening, and I heard a scream because my, my Jane's room overlooks the deck. And so she goes, it's a spider, and I tried to grab it, and she's hysterical. I said, I'm coming, and I ran up there. Like, I'm going to i'm gonna kill this spider and she was like i tried to get it on the ceiling when it fell and now it's in the floor and i can't see it in the carpet it's really tiny like this and she's i was like hey whoa, 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 hey hey i need you to breathe i'm gonna need you to breathe do you have a flashlight so we take a flashlight and i'm looking all around for this thing and i'm like i don't see it she's like i know it's impossible to see in this carpet i fucking i hate our carpet it hides spiders like that <laughs> And I also did this, I did the natural thing for me, which is when you're hysterical, let's see if I could push you one more step. Cause I was like, listen, don't worry about it. If it, we don't find it, the worst thing that will happen, it'll just lay eggs in your throat at night. It's not a big <laughs> deal. And she goes, yeah! <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm going to find the spider. I'm going to find <laughs> I'm, I'm super excited it. for this story to resurface in about 10 years <laughs> when she's in therapy. Look, look. But I also like sometimes like, I, if I, I always look at somebody who's like, if I nudge them this way, then we can come back right here where you be like, okay, we're good now. So like I, I calmed her down. And I was like, Hey, just let me look for the spider. Can you give me a flashlight? And so I'm looking for the spider and sure shit. I find it. And she goes, Oh my God, there it is. It's, it, it is the time 
tiniest speck. I'm telling you, this thing is the size of a speck. And yeah. I was just like, I was like, I was like, can I, give me that tissue real quick? She's like, I used it to wipe my eyes. And I was like, all right, never mind. And I just, I don't, <laughs> and then listen, to be clear, I don't kill spiders, truly. I don't. I release them and I always try to put them outside. But because she was so hysterical and I had nothing to grab it with, I literally just grabbed this thing and crushed it in my hand in front of her. And she goes, Oh my God, you're the best dad in the whole world. <laughs> so I, I was a spider hunter last night Aww. and I murdered an innocent spider for my, my child's love. And uh, would, I, I do, would, I'll would do you, it again. Would you have, uh, you know, just popped it right in your mouth? I mean, I did. I ate it, of course, because I'm not going to wait. I'm like the I'm like a Native American. I use every part of the spider. Um, I mean, I'm 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 full fledged about it in environments like I'm going to eat it. I'm one sixteenth Jeep Cherokee. So um, (laughs) even even if it's in my my, uh, tequila, I'll eat the the, the, the spider worm or the or the scorpion. Eric actually did remind me, boys. By the way, I was going to tell you this, and I just completely forgot. Eric's story about Jane and the playground reminded me that I also wanted to tell you guys that at the wedding, I did make a friend with this one lady that I was like, hey, let's go do the photo booth together. She's like, great. And as we get ready to go into the photo booth, another woman grabs her in front of me and goes, oh, my God, when are you due? (laughs) (laughs) And she was not pregnant. And the absolute fucking joy of watching these two women I don't know have this interaction. Oh, that rules. Oh, I love that. So then she walks away. It gets dealt with. But I look at the girl that I'm about to go in the photo booth with and I go, hey, I just want to tell you, A, you look beautiful. Two, you handled that like a fucking champ because I would have shot that woman in the goddamn face. (laughs) She's like, yeah, I thought about it. <laughs> oh man, that was wild. And the best part is it didn't fucking happen to me. <laughs> Finally. Finally, I'm, I'm, that I'm, lady's I'm, diabetic dog said she had diabetes. <laughs> I was I was asking if the other woman was like rubbing her the belly and seeing if she's like if it's kicking. Oh my god, dude, thank God she fucking didn't. But I could tell it was going through her mind that she wanted to touch her midsection and be like, oh, my God, you're due so soon. There is. I don't know why this reminds me of it, but I've uh, I'm I, one of the the basketball greats is uh, a fellow named Wilt Chamberlain. OK, and Jeremy, I'm sure knows who Wilt Chamberlain is. Ashley, I'm pretty sure. Right. You didn't at least heard the name. Wilt. I know Chamberlain the name before. Uh, I've seen Conan the Destroyer. He's Hello. in Conan the Destroyer. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Wilt is, is was one of the greatest basketball players to ever play. Um, but he was apparently had such a mean streak in him that uh there was some, I think it was like one of his teammates said, yeah, we got into an elevator once and some guy made like a smart comment. And like, he's like, huh, how's the weather up there? And he looked down on him and spit on him. He said, it's raining. I know this story. <laughs> 10 out of 10. <laughs> he's a real... I, am glad, I am glad that after you said Wilt Chamberlain, he was a basketball player. So. Yes. He was. <laughs> All right. Um, we're ready to get into the movie. But I'm going to go grab a beverage real quick. It's in a candle. What the it's fuck? I don't care. This Son is your bit, Jerry. You, you love when I stop the show for myself. Fuck! <laughs> what is this shit? Fake, fake uh, um, indignation. I know. It's very funny to me. Look how quick that was. It was quick. It was quick. 
It was quick. Uh. <laughs> you know what? I'm leaving that whole thing in, too. I don't care. I like Jeremy freaking out. Mm. Let me get my paper notes ready here. Because today, <laughs> we're going over the 1992 classic, The Lawnmower Man. A movie so bad that Stephen King refused to put his name on it, even though he wrote the original book. So, Did anybody know, actually read the original Lawnmower Man? I've never no, but read isn't, it. Isn't it a novella, not a full? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can I also say this? The man who directed Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> the man <laughs> <laughs> whose name is plastered all over the TV miniseries, The Langoliers. Saw this and he was just like, you can't do it. <laughs> I just want to be clear that this is the man who removed his name from The Lawnmower Man. Um, which, by the way, The Lawnmower Man, great time. We're going to have a good one today. <laughs> I, thought it, I thought it was because of the change of like the Cyberman or Cyberwater. But at the same time, I, I, I finally read the novella that had almost nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> uh, it would have been really, really great. Uh, a a, uh, a mini uh, creep show um, story oh. that really, really should have been cast with uh, John Goodman as the lawnmower man who literally, <laughs> make it a st- long, long story short because I had a stroke, uh, you hear him, it's that he goes into his yard takes all of all of his clothes and gets on hands and knees like like a goat with with green um pubic hair eating the yard like like a weird freak <laughs> and eating all the grass like a lawn oh ball. so he just physically eats the grass like a goat so okay cool a, really oh, big fat, a big fat man going to somebody's yard on all fours which was pretty damn funny but either way it had nothing to do with this movie I will, <laughs> this movie is uh directed by the great brett leonard who uh we've done past movies like uh killer clowns from outer space uh he's actually one of the clown performers in there uh but he also ended up directing another movie which is eerily sim- similar to the lawnmower man in 1995 virtuosity uh also directed by uh brett leonard uh who put together this wonderful thing now i will say I thought this was the funniest thing I learned about the movie. So uh, uh, it, it follows the story of uh, Job Smith, who is a simple lawn mowing man, which I I can't confirm this. I think this is the movie that uses the titular line the most in any movie. The word lawnmower man is said yes. like every 30 seconds. He was just like, oh, he's the lawnmower man. I'm the lawnmower man. Oh, he's a lawnmower man. Get out of my way, lawnmower man. And it's just, yes. it, I love that. But Jeff Fahey, if you click on his IMDb, this is not a lie. It shows you his top top things, okay? Here's the top mm-hmm. things he's known for. Number one is Lost, okay? Yes. It's a big deal in Lost. <laughs> the next one is Wyatt Earp, okay? Mm-hmm. Number four is Battle Alita, uh, Alita Battle Angel, Mr. McTeague. And the mm-hmm. number three is not lawnmower man. But it's the Lawnmower Man video game where he does Joe Smith archive footage for. That's he's known more for the Sega Genesis version of the game than this actual movie. 
Um, it was so hard for me now that I'm older revisiting this movie. It was so hard for me to believe that this is the same man that played Lapidus on Lost. (laughs) This is is very upsetting to put two and two together because I almost named my cat Lapidus. So once once one of the other two lost characters of mine die, the next cat's going to be called Lapidus. Who's Lapidus again? He was uh, the Lapidus of Borg, I believe. Um, it's a, I'd made a Star Trek reference that was only for you, but Ashley laughed. I said he was Lapidus of Borg, like Lapidus. I, I hate. I just hate this. Are you saying that it was Hank from uh, Break, Breaking Bad? No, but he is in today's movie as well. Um, it also is rounded out. It has a wonderful cast that overacts the fuck out of this movie. And Pierce Brosnan, who plays Dr. Lawrence Angelo, Dr. Angelo in this. I tell you, Pierce Brosnan tries to bring a levity to this movie of seriousness that is just incapable of actually happening. Um uh, you also get the great Jeffrey Lewis, who Jeremy shared a picture with earlier, who plays uh, the Lawnmower Man's boss, Terry McKean, uh, brother of the priest who's watching him, who admits to molesting people before he dies. And uh, you also get the great Dean Norris, who is uh, obviously known as Hank Schrader from uh, um, uh, the the Breaking Bad, as well as uh, the Cyclops guy in Total Recall. Uh, but I've never seen him play a prissy person before, which was, it's shocking to hear him speak, and I have audio from him later, uh, oh, but that did make me laugh. I had, I had to, I had to uh, mention uh, Jeffrey Lewis, who was, of course, the uh, father of Juliet Lewis, but what's, oh. what's also the uh, the really cool uh, um, vampire in uh, Salem's Lot, and I guess his last role was, of course, the uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the band leader of Banjo and Sullivan. Yeah, from, from uh, the Devil's Rejects, where she he gets his face peeled off. Uh, yeah. I, I it's also worth mentioning there is one other star I recognize in this movie a couple other when they have a uh, the guy who plays Percy from the Green Mile has a little bit role at one part where he's uh he's like they've hacked the mainframe we got to get out of here um and then uh you also have Austin O'Brien who plays uh uh, his friend, uh, the lawnmower man's child friend that he hangs out with, uh, who's probably most famously known for a movie I've seen probably 50 times, The Last Action Hero, mm-hmm. which uh, is just amazing to see this youngster yeah, coming up. Yeah, in- he, he killed Amadeus. Also, I think he was in, um, what is it, My Girl 2? Yes, after, he was. You know, after they kill off Macaulay Cole. And can we mention my two favorite? Electric uh, Bealoo. <laughs> My, my, two, my two favorite uh, um, Jeff Fahey films, of course, uh, Psycho 3, where he has the guitarist, but and Body Parts, where he gets a con- convict, a convict's hands that he gets, <laughs> that still tries to kill people. So. Uh, I would oh, like yeah. to, I'd like Body to throw part. out my personal favorite uh, Je- Jeff Fahey role, uh, the evil rich guy in the movie Machete. Um, I really do. I love him in that. He's like, he's a big pissed off Mexican and he wants revenge. Did you, did you mention the priest? Uh, I did not mention the priest, but go ahead and mention him. Father McKean, played by Jeremy Slate. Father McKean as Jeremy Slate. Did you recognize his face? He does have a familiar face, though. What is he from, Jer? 
We just saw that. We just saw that movie like six or seven movies ago. Is he from Born Losers? Is he a bad guy in that? He is the the main bad guy. Okay, yeah, I recognize the, him. He's otherwise known as uh, Cam Body. With, oh. who had the, the the glasses. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay, like, I didn't realize that. Wow, I'm Father McKean from oh Born Losers. God. That's okay. so weird. Gosh, I have that on VHS. Between, between the biggest monster as the priest, but also the the head of 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 the biker gang. You know. Wow! I like that he went. I like that he really changed his life up from being a, a rapist biker to becoming a molesting <laughs> priest. He's really had quite the career. Really going against type. Uh, <laughs> a, can I? Such a storied career. Such a storied can career. I point out? Kind of unrelated to this, but like, can I point out that almost every Stephen King movie has a tard in it? Am I right? Like, I feel like every Stephen King movie's like, we have to have retarded people because there's the Stan miniseries with the very obvious. Mm-hmm. There's a couple in there. there there's, M-O-O-N, there's... that spells, I got special powers. <laughs> that spells Bill Fagerbacky. He was just, I like that Stephen King would just sit down and he was just like, yeah, he's a retard, but he has a special ability. <laughs> <laughs> What if what if the shine is just autism? Yeah, this is just like who's like what's what's his special power? Oh, he knows exactly how many train cars by the sound of the train that's coming towards him. I can I can see rainbows. No, no, no. We said you're on the spectrum. It's not the same. <laughs> not the same thing. Um, but no, but like truly every single like I think about like the stand, um, uh, you know, Green Mile like that, God, that even kind of... even lesser ones like gerald's game the guy at the end is just a retard guy like that's what he is he's a retarded man oh. that's loose from the the midnight right. man right yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah it's good to see you and he breaks his chains he's just he, he loves writing a super retard and as many dream catcher you name it yes. he wants it um, yes. I, I, I can heal people, but I need to be electrocuted to death. Yeah, I'm John Coffee. He's like, Stephen, what's your new book? He's like, uh, I wrote a story about a retarded guy that can heal people while he's in jail. He's like, Stephen, you've done this a million times. He's blacking this one. Like, okay, yeah, we're in. We we got it. Another, print a million copies and send them out. Uh, that's Stephen King's whole thing is just right. Ashley, you just broke out this is you're right he does he's got a, <laughs> yeah I, I would love so as a fan of the dark tower universe i would love <laughs> if he brought all of them in together as one like the suicide squad where it's all of the retarded characters as one <laughs> unstoppable group just like m-o-o-n uh, mr gay mr gay is out there and it's just all <laughs> of that it's the basically the ringer and one person is trying to pretend that he's part of the group he's the bad one uh, uh <laughs> I'd, I'd like to uh put this on the table at whenever they another remake of this that instead of uh the the classic uh um what's her name um from uh carrie just the retard carrie so. <laughs> uh no that one would be recessive carrier <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. 
So, first of all, this movie starts off in the most ridiculous way possible. There is a monkey who is get, being tested on by uh, Dr. Doctor Angelo, and you get to meet uh, basically like a RoboCop version of a chimpanzee who immediately, through virtual reality training, knows how to steal people's guns, shoot guards, and get the fuck out of captivity, where... He quickly, and I, I'm I'm not lying. He's just wearing a RoboCop visor and weird armor, <laughs> and also somehow a diaper that's painted to look like metal. Like it's clearly the ape is wearing a diaper, but they just like will spray paint it so it looks metal because he's a smart chimp. And <laughs> it's just I do, insanity. I do love that it, this. Like as we go through sort of the next few scenes, as we get to see what goes on with the monkey, and then we meet Job. I do love that we have to acknowledge that job is dumber than a monkey <laughs> yes so immediately we uh uh job meets the monkey and he thinks he's one of his comic book superheroes that he 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 likes with uh, this audio here targeting what are you doing here and that's where we meet job where he has completely um, gone against Robert Downey Jr.'s um, thing and gone full tarred from the beginning of the movie. Everybody knows you never go full retard. And he's he's full retard right now. He can't. <laughs> so the cyber monkey kind of reminds me of Rocket Raccoon. If you think about it, Lawnmower Man could have also been called the Tardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to. I'd like, I'd like to uh, do, compare all the differences between um, Job and also living in a shack, much like um, Sling Blade. Yeah, I, I live in a shack where I, I work with the Kaiser Blade. I know how to fix any lawn type of lawnmower that you did. Um, everybody knows, and everybody. When you have a retarded person, he just lives in a shack in a shed. I also, I also like that. So he works for the monastery too. So he works for the little church. He lives in the church shack, but he also has his little crucifix that's made out of a lawnmower blade. And he's like, "That's my little lawnmower Jesus right there." Um, um, this is this is one of my favorite classic American novels of mice and lawnmower men. <laughs> Uh, pretty much the my same part of my life when I lived in the basement, except I had my own um, graven image of myself made out of my skin. So. <laughs> so we hear a little bit more from Job as he talks to what he thinks is his hero, Cyboman. You know, Cyboman, if you want, you could you could call me Lawnmower Man. Everybody does. Terry says that's because I fix things and. And I mow lawns better than anybody in the whole world. That's what Terry said. Ain't got no gas in it. Never want anything <laughs> fixed, Cyboman. I could fix it for you, okay? Okay. Also, Cyboman, why are you throwing your feces at me? That's not something Cyboman does. Is that a new power you got where you throw your own shit at me? <laughs> Don't touch his headphones. He'll beat you. <laughs> so so uh, the the G-Men where the uh, monkey escaped from uh, immediately track him down. And uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Angelo says, uh, oh, he happens to know that guy. Job's IQ couldn't be more than 45 or so. Oh, and he Jesus. knows me, Tim. So does Roscoe. Okay, I'll go in there. I'll get Job out, all right? You just got to promise me one thing. 
that I take Roscoe out alive. I like that he's like, okay, we know that this man is actually dumber than the chimp that's in there with him. <laughs> like, the chimp is calling <laughs> the shots right now. We know that. He somehow manipulated the situation it's, to benefit him. It's a hostage situation, Joe. <laughs> Yes, yes. Job is in danger. He doesn't realize it. Um, I wanted, I wanted to uh, get the, the the final joke before somebody else got it. The trivia of the movie said the the tagline for the movie was, "God made him simple. Science made him a god." Whereas otherwise, Stephen King made a horror story. Hollywood made a retarded film. Yes, there we go. <laughs> So, with the, with the use of a uh, a megaphone, he yells into the shack, and uh, Pierce Brosnan, uh, Doctor Angelo, is able to lure the chimp and uh, and uh, um, Job outside, uh, where they're like, "Don't worry, we won't shoot you." But the monkey immediately pulls a gun, and it's you know, hey, listen, it didn't go well. Seconds after saying, "We won't shoot him." Oh, <laughs> I love that they don't just shoot him one. They shoot this chip like 50 times. It's running around. It's just getting riddled with bullets constantly. And I've never, and Joe's like, no, but not my friend Simon Man. Um, it's you know, so good. You know how when they make movies now, you always have the thing where they go, no animals were harmed in the making of this movie. I love that for this movie, they also had to say that no. <laughs> No retards were hurt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the uh the uh later that night the uh uh the the, the G men say, Hey, can you not say anything about this? We'll make a donation to the church. And then uh Father McKean uh says, What's the best way for you to remember stuff, Joe? Job, uh, he's like, I guess the belt, and he, has, he beats the shit out of this uh, mentally challenged man in his shack uh, for penitence that night, really for no reason at all. Um, it there is a, I the next thing I have though uh, is um, the doctor who's mad that he lost his best chimp. He likes to take some downtime to play VR at home, and uh, his wife unplugs it, and uh, I, I pulled this piece of audio here. God damn it, Carol. I never unplug a program when I'm engaged. <clears throat> you just ruined the whole effect. Falling, floating, and flying? So what's next? Fucking? <laughs> Only if you're in Tommy Simbazo's door. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did make a note <laughs> that said, holy shit, Pierce Brosnan made Tommy's dreams come true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I also made a point where I was like, huh. The CGI is still better than Horizon Worlds. <laughs> it is. It is slightly better. I love, first of all, so it, I guess we haven't mentioned it too much. There is CGI in this movie uh, so oh. much that they spent a half million dollars, eight people working tirelessly to make what I can only describe as the worst computer graphics you'll ever see in a movie from beginning to end. Like in this movie makes um, like uh, Johnny Mnemonic look like <laughs> Avatar. Um, it's real fucking bad. There's like some, like when we get to the bees later where they were just like, I don't know, we'll just make a yellow background. That's fine. <laughs> like the laziness of some of the CGI. And I know like in the late eighties, 
like you just realize the video money for nothing is better cgi than this like it, yes. that was a music video on mtv like oh god this is truly shocking like i i've seen this movie b- before but to revisit it now i forgot the level of shit like, I forgot how bad it was. And I still can't believe that someone greenlit this movie. <laughs> it's so, it's so fun. Um, they, uh, they, <laughs> I also like that. Um, so, uh, Terry takes, um, uh, sweet Job out. You get to see his cool lawnmower, his custom lawnmower. He's making big red, um, which is like this custom lawnmower braid that's got like exhaust on it. It's basically the silver bullet wheelchair version of like a lawnmower. Um, and uh, he he goes to take it out to go cut and sees his sweet friend uh, Peter. Uh, whose mom is very friendly with him, but the dad, not so much. He's a real piece of shit, and uh, I have the dad coming home here. Hi, Dad. Peter, I told you not to leave that fucking bike in my way again, didn't I? Didn't I? I'm sorry, Dad. Didn't I? No. What is wrong with you? Stop. I tell you not to play with that lawn anymore? You want to get stupid? <laughs> Don't hang out with them. You'll be stupid. <laughs> so. I do also love that, that Stephen King's movies also are always overwhelmingly filled with adult men that befriend children. Yeah, that that, that it, that's little, usually... Yeah, it's mean, a little, just, little just, scary. I just, I just prefer Dad saying monkeys with hands. That is true. <laughs> Those are Dad's favorite saying growing oh, up. Oh, fuck. We need to make that into a meme this week where we take Cybo Man and put your dad's... <laughs> Well, Great superheroes with hands. Um, <laughs> shout outs, Dad. You I mean, um, understand if they if they say if if it Dad said it about Amy, but not the rest of the kids. But he does. Uh, he does. Uh, 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 sweet uh, Doctor Doctor Angelo does see Job out there, and uh, he says, uh, "Hey, kids, you want to go play some VR games?" So he takes um, both he and Peter back to his place, which doesn't seem problematic at all, and has him play video games in the uh, the best video game setup. He has a full VR couch rig that he can play flying games and stuff like that. Stuff like that, uh, and he t- he propositions Job this. You know, Job. <clears throat> I have other different games. I even have one that could help make you smarter. <laughs> and like the face that he makes, he goes, smart? It's a full, <laughs> full on retarded look that he gives him. I love it. I love me and Jeremy used to laugh at this particular scene of the movie because in the in the Sega CD version of this game, this was one of the movie clips where it just would end and like, and freeze on his face going, and then it would like load for a second, but you'd just be stuck seeing the, his straight up simple face on there. Oh, it's such a wonderful piece of acting. What is the same character from the Scream series where he's like, I'm the retired guy with the fuck. <laughs> oh, you mean from like the scary movie? Scary movies, yes. Yeah, Dewey, where he makes fun of Dewey. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, the game, 
with the VR setup, literally almost as good as like a, a Atari Jaguar um, games. Yeah. So. <laughs> Ho- hope you enjoy this. This game is going to make you smarter. It's called Trevor McFur in hyperspace. Um, <laughs> Atari with, with Predator versus, uh, versus Joe, Alien. I need you to beat Predator versus Alien in under two hours, and you'll have to only <laughs> play with the Colonial Marine, which we know it's easier with the Predator, but we want to make it challenging for you. Um, <laughs> I like the idea that the games to make him smarter are just games we give preschoolers where you have to put the right shape in the right hole. Yeah. <laughs> In the, the square game, hole. The that Elijah Woods will make fun of. This is a baby's game. Yes. So uh, immediately he starts the treatments on him and giving him the injections to uh, help stimulate his mind growth. And uh, Pierce Brosnan is loving the progress. His mind is like a clean, hungry sponge. Synaptic activity has increased 400% in less than a month. This human brain is responding to the new tropics virtual stimulation much more rapidly than any of my animal subjects. Even Roscoe. I had no idea he'd be better than an actual chimpanzee at this. I it was truly... he's, almost, he's almost as dumb as Keanu Reeves in The Matrix. When I saw how much cum he could eat of his own, uh, I never thought he would advance this fast in the Lawn Mower Men project. Uh, I, know, I know Kung Fu. Yes. I just, I just want to say, thank God Pierce is so good looking because I don't think his career would have recovered from this normally. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will. Um, uh, I don't know if I think I'm a little t- t- too early into the movie that I really thought <laughs> that it was actually Hank from uh, from Breaking Bad, and because he looked like uh, Scott Thompson from uh, Kids in the Hall in the big screen. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, we, I have, I have a clip of Hank Schrader later. So there's two people that work at the lab. There's uh, Tim's, who's uh, uh, the bald guy who looks like a, a hitman, and uh, and his boss, who's also a bald guy, who's uh, played by uh, Hank Schrader from uh, Breaking Bad, and uh, I, I, Dean Norris is his name. But I love his voice in this. It's just it. It's very funny, and I have a clip coming up for it later. Um, now, I like that uh, he immediately, the first thing he does when he gets smart, he just buy, buys clothes that don't have holes in them. He was just like, oh, I'd like to look like a cowboy in this Justin hat. So he he tries looking uh, sexy, um, and he butts heads with the preacher. The preacher tries to beat the sexiness out of him. He's like, what are you doing out here in your private room with your shirt off? And, then, <laughs> and he's just like... I'm- I made a note that says, yeah, Job, stop being gay with yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, he does stop the preacher. He's like, I've never seen Job stand up to me before. I better leave. And uh, Miss Burke so much that uh, she Miss Burke is one of the lawns he mows. She immediately starts hitting on this clearly mentally challenged man. We're like, oh, you know what? This guy is pretty dumb. But damn, look at them abs and shoulders. Jesus. Because they got those big old um tardong yeah and i also like 
this other character that they run into because he's at the gas station and you meet this guy who just wears Oakley sunglasses and his only thing is he works there and he bullies Job, which is like, he's like, yeah, I'm a 40-year-old man that I like to beat up on retards. Uh, Yeah, I don't like it. And when the lady hits on him, he was just like, shut up. Nobody's going to ever like you. He punches this guy in the face for having a woman being interested in him. I I don't know why. I was sitting, I was sitting there watching this. I was like, "Why is he so mad that she just could possibly find a retarded man attractive?" That's how I got married. Um, I, I have to introduce uh, Jenny Wright uh, from uh, Pink Floyd's "The Wall" as the uh, the the, uh, uh, the whatever the, the groupie. But of of course, she's my my favorite uh, two favorite females from the the wildlife with uh, Christopher Penn. And also as the uh, the lead la- vampire in uh, Near Dark. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And when I met her, oh my gosh, I was so in love. Uh, she is the '80s to me, second only to uh, Leah Thompson. So. Shout out. Well, Eric was surprised that like this guy would would beat up on him for a woman liking him. Uh, Eric, this movie shares the same universe with the stand don't you know that you don't want tards falling in love because it will impregnate their women and they'll make more tard babies (laughs) (laughs) all the same universe you're right you're right (laughs) so uh you get back to las vegas uh Dr. Angelo then hooks um, hooks our boy up to the big rig at the lab, which is a full gyro machine and Tron suit that you wear to be in VR. But as far as I can tell, the programming is not different. It just spins you while you're in VR as well. Uh, I, I felt like the couches were fine. Um, but uh, it also, the second he comes out of that, um, Job is immediately even sexier. He knows how to comb his hair now, um, and he's a fucking Adonis. Um, he immediately gets laid, and he has a new swag about him where he he's just, he's smart now. How many did you go through? I went through the whole series up to the American Revolution. <laughs> That's 100 hours of programming. Yeah. I figured out how to increase the baud rate. Each disc only took two minutes. But Job... No one could have comprehension and retention at that speed. No one. I did, Dr. Angelo. As a matter of fact, I think my retention is better at higher speed. Normal speed was only putting me to sleep. (laughs) That's impossible. Do you want to test me? Do you want to test me? And then he does. He goes and tests him. Of course, he fucking nails it. Um, Joe. I want to do this. I'm sorry. No, no, go, go go ahead. I want to do this on game night with Eric and have Eric be like, I can read every prompt you give me. <laughs> Go ahead. Test me. And it's, you don't see my mouth move. There's clearly just somebody reading off camera. I'm going like, like this. And somebody's clearly reading off camera for me. You, um, can, you, can, you can understand the retention of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so... Job <laughs> mentions to Dr. Angelos that uh, he's a changed man. How many did you go through? I went through the whole series up to the American Revolution. Oh, God. <laughs> well, it says it transformed him. I somehow did that one twice. Um, he then goes uh, back in, um, and after the, the next time, he um, 
his mind starts to hurt. He takes his friend to lunch uh, because now he can read minds. So he can. He has. He has. Uh, telepathy and uh he goes back in and uh this time he it's a little bit more intense so he sees god in there i also think it's funny that when they do the training they're like hmm I wonder if I should have put all those demonic sigils in the program <laughs> like in retrospect that might have been because you like you see it like there's all these like pentagrams yeah. and weird magic shit. I was like, was it necessary? He's like, I wanted him to learn everything. I'm like, did what? Like that? That was. <laughs> I mean, you had to put that in the, the CD ROM. He was just like, it's a, you know, there's just so many programmers. I never, I never know. <laughs> I felt he needed to know black magic as well. <laughs> he also he also gave the uh, the logo of Zod. Of Zofo from his Led Zeppelin album. Yes. So, <laughs> um, by the after he wakes up out of this session, though, that he barely survives because of brain swelling. He has full telekinesis, so he can just move things with his mind. He has uh, he's basically has godlike powers. He can make the grass grow at will. Um, he can control the lawnmower without even fucking just using his fucking brain. Um, I do love though that sorry, Eric, but with all these powers and all this expanded growth in his mind. I'm telling you, he's autistic because he still loves that goddamn lawnmower. <laughs> yeah, he does. And as as tensions uh, f- flare up, he does um he does take his girlfriend to the lab uh, where they both get into the fucking thing and, and they sneak in and both get in the gyrus suits or whatever and uh, they fuck in there where which sex is just like basically like uh, do you remember the Capri Sun commercials where they would drink <laughs> Capri Sun and then turn into liquid form like that so they just liquid body part themselves together and it turns her into a full laughing she's basically a vegetable that all goes hey, yeah. she becomes basically Beavis and Butthead after <laughs> she gets out she goes hey, yeah that was cool <laughs> just lays around all day she's I, essentially just a total moron I, I, I can't remember the timeline of who uh, uh affected more was it the aerosmith video of living on the edge or was it the crazy video with the the spyro gyro with uh steven tyler and the spyro gyro um Hmm. i don't remember but i don't think it's crazy i think it has to be the other one living on the edge probably living on the edge i'm gonna go with That seems like it, because crazy is just Alicia Silverstone and uh, his daughter um, jumping off things on bungee cords and stuff. It's fun. Living on the Edge is a great porn movie. Just throwing that out there. I think I I was thinking of uh, Clueless. Clueless in Seattle. So, um... (laughs) Tensions rise between the doctor and Job, and it, it boils over eventually. He shows him his telekinesis and uh, says, you know, we really need to chill out with all of this um, advancement here. This technology is simply a route to powers that conjurers and alchemists used centuries ago. Human race lost that knowledge, and now I'm reclaiming it through virtual reality. You're moving too fast. Even with all these new abilities that are dangerous. Man may be able to evolve a thousandfold through this technology, but the rush must be tempered with wisdom. And I love his explanation oh. here. No. Tries to You're get into to get his mind. my head, Job. <laughs> I can feel you pushing. 
You realize, Dr. Angelo, that my intelligence has surpassed yours. <laughs> and I can't allow your fear of what you don't understand to get in the way of this work. The treatments have to continue. So the treatments will continue. He will keep getting injected, and he's going to do what he is. You know why? Because I'm smarter than you now, pal, okay? Can we, can we, You're can, the retard now, Pierce Brosnan. Did we... Did we, <laughs> did we, did we um, um, pass the most important part with uh, Job and the little boy in the car? Where he's driving in the in the truck and he's like, yeah, we did pass oh, that part. I like I, I like this music. And he's like, oh my gosh, he's so intelligent. He actually listens to uh to Dream Theater now. Yes, so. he does, and he only listens to it fifteen seconds at a time because it gets boring after that. So he really he really brought on TikTok before anybody else did. The if other, you think about it, the other thing is like, I am so over comics now, and he's like, here you can have these comics. Uh, well, I'm I'm still into hentai now. So. Oh, but hey, can you borrow your tentacle porn? That would be good. <laughs> um, so I, uh, Job now starts just hooking himself up to VR and 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 advancing it. And I just grabbed this one weird sound that he makes when he gets in. Just sounds like he's just coming. <laughs> Like this is just making uh, aggressive sounds, but now he's just gone full Tron bike uniform that he wears around, and uh, mm -hmm. he goes uh, to uh, go ahead. Are we talking about him se having sex with the chick yet? We yeah. He, yeah, he already had sex with the chick. But if, would you like to revisit that? Go ahead. Well, it's weird because it was not only bad CGI, mm -hmm. but also that he's having sex that's uh, melding together, almost like the. Uh, the cartoon from the wall where it's like two people having sex as like flowers and shit. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, I made a Capri Sun joke about it. That was very similar, <laughs> but you know, okay. it's good. I, I, I had to mention the wall and it's Jenny Wright from the wall. So. Well, thank you. I like that. So, um, meanwhile, uh, He's coming in VR. Uh, Job then goes on the rampage. This is Job's revenge now, not to be confused with the sequel to this movie, which I also <laughs> believe is called Job's Revenge, which Ashley has seen, and I have not, but we'll talk about that at the end. Yes. So uh, uh, first he takes out the preacher, Father McKee. Good Father McKee took in the poor idiot. Nobody wanted. What have you done? Devil's taking you. Dark Vengeance! Yeah! Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. You're impatient for you. I have an unclean thought before your altar to live in hell. I've used my name for vain fantasies. I have committed cruel acts of So right now, burning the child molesting priest, I'm still on Job's side, truly. Like, right so far, he's still a good guy in my eyes. I was like, this guy deserved to die. Okay. I mm. like it. I like that he used the power of bad CGI. I like that somehow he burns him with 8-bit fire, which is fun. <laughs> like, like, it's the same fire that Mario shoots in Nintendo. That's what burns him, uh, which is cool. I had to re-watch re re the... Uh, 
the little Billy Moomy cut kid from the Twilight Zone who's the like like five or six year old, and of course the Billy Moomy says, "Yeah, I had to set him on fire." Hell yeah! <laughs> Shout outs Billy Moomy, friend of the show. Um, he he then goes to go take out his uh his bully at the uh at the gas station who uh I like that I like that he's still a bully. He's just like way to go with your cool suit, loser. One more man's in your head now, Jake. There's no escape ever. And the way he kills him is just a rad CGI brain where a lawnmower is just running over top of it. That's also made out of Job. It's Job's mouth is the lawnmower blades yeah. and it's just eating up his brain. He's like, Oh no, he's in my brain with bad CGI. This is hell. Another, another part that is an exact uh, scene from the stand where uh, what's her name is actually using a remote uh, lawnmower. Uh, the, the, uh, the black woman. Who, who runs uh, Mother uh, Abigail? Yeah, yeah. Abigail, Abigail, and it's like, oh, but he's doing the lawnmower with his mind, which is pretty much like a a, a prequel to uh, the stand. So, I would agree. I would agree. Um, he then goes to take out the abusive dad of his uh, best friend Peter, who uh, just uses the big red machine in telekinesis to just make the fucking uh, 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 lawnmower chew through the house and then <laughs> fly at him like going ah! in like a good Sam Raimi shot of the lawnmower going no as it chops him up to death. I, I almost want to compare uh, Jordy Verrill as as a, a drunken Jordy Verrill with a, with a wife and kids and also. <laughs> He's drunk and watching wrestling. Yes, he, he is drunk and watching wrestling, like a like a Jordy Verrill. That is good. Can I go back? Another in line of- man with special needs who Stephen <laughs> King wrote about. Um, God, why can he stop? Honestly, I'm just glad that that's where Eric took it because I was waiting for you guys to be like, yeah, a drunk watching wrestling. And I was like, I'm not going to look at Eric's part of the screen. No, okay, so. <laughs> you're not a drunk. Um, so, <laughs> um, so uh, sorry to go back for just one second, but in the same line of what we're talking about, we never mentioned that towards the beginning of the movie, when we first see how abusive this guy is, I love that Pierce's character witnesses domestic assault and does nothing i just yeah. want to give he a shout out he, he immediately disengages he's like definitely not my problem yeah, like, exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly i like um, it. yeah because he wakes up he smokes in bed and then he looks out the window he goes yeah that sucks Woo, anyway <laughs> i'm tired Ooh, yikes time to go back to sleep <laughs> yeah i love that so much um but also the one last thing i just wanted to point out um the lawnmower that they're using to kill this guy is uh, that model is what they call a John Coffee Deer. John Coffee Deer. <laughs> okay. Okay. That was a long walk. I liked it. I liked it. Um, so now that there's been these three murders, his girlfriend is a vegetable. Um, he's been on quite a rampage. Luckily, the police are on the scene to figure this all out. And this is kind of a lengthy clip, but I find it to be hilarious. So. Here we go. Now, the lab boys tell me that somebody chased Parquet through the house with a power lawnmower. I would have thought that would have made some kind of a racket. <laughs> Crazy with the heat. Schizophrenia all over town last night. What else happened last night? Well, 
somebody torched poor old Father McKean with a, a flamethrower or something. It must have been a, a Satan cult or something. Either that or that weird human spontaneous combustion thing that, you know, that really happens sometimes. Hell of a thing. Hmm. Oh, my God. That's not all. Marnie Burke was found this morning wandering around the streets, stark naked, laughing her ass off. Flipped out. Now, the psychiatrist figured that she probably witnessed one of the murders, and she's just in shock, but I've seen people flipped out before, and this girl was flipped out for good. I don't believe she'll ever stop laughing. Two bizarre murders in one night. Well, this world is chock full of nuts, Cooley. Don't forget that. Weirdos, schizos, bozos. Then all of a sudden they see Job, full lawnmower gear, just staring at him, and he's using his telepathy and his mind powers to influence the police. Well, accidents happen. That's all there is to it. Two bizarre accidents in one night. Accidents? You were just calling them murders. Oh, no, no. We'll just file a routine report. Just clean and tidy. Clean and tidy. I just want to say that it's almost the exact same cop from uh, The Stand who was trying to help uh, Rob Lowe. So. Very similar. Uh, now, that that voice that you were hearing in this little bit part is none other than uh, Troy Evans, who uh, uh, best known for the police chief in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, he was a, a granger in Under Siege. He also plays uh, a lot of, there's a lot of different roles he plays. In Demolition Man, he plays uh, what's quote-unquote a tough cop. And uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective, where he plays uh, uh, Podactor. So. Oh, he's the one that finds Captain Winky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, shout-outs to uh, the great character actor, Troy Evans, Lieutenant Goodwin here. So Man uh, is shaped like a booger. Sorry. <laughs> He's used all his godlike powers to do all this. Job is a bit out of control, and uh, uh, the doctor goes to confront him once again about all this mad stuff he's doing. Why? You've got to let me help you. Help me? I'm going to help you, Dr. Angelo. I'm going to help all of you cleanse this diseased planet. This technology has peeled back a layer to reveal another universe. Virtual reality will grow. Just as the telegraph grew to the telephone. One day you will do virtual comedy during a pandemic and go into rooms where you'll be a giant cactus and tell jokes in front of strangers. And then you'll realize that it's not very good, and you don't want to be there on Tuesdays and Wednesdays or any night of the week. And you'd rather just do comedy in front of real people, but they'll still ask you all the time to be part of it. And you'll sometimes relent because you'll be like, maybe this is good, and it's not going to make me seasick. But you do it, and then remember, oh, yeah, it does make me seasick, and I hate this. <laughs> Eric, I feel triggered. Please stop. <laughs> also, also, everything will be changed after the broadcast emitter transmitter <laughs> so uh he eventually says this is the problem you have a that's the first step of delusion you have a christ complex he's like cyber christ i like that his comeback is just like mic drop i'm cyber christ which by the way sounds like somebody that would open for daft punk is cyber christ right like yes. he wears a helmet and carries a, a big metal cross and stuff like that instead like, of the antichrist it's antivirus yeah <laughs> 
otherwise known as the Christ Restivo. So, so uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, so he uh, he ties up the doctor and then uh, uh, mind controls his wife to go fight the G-men that are coming into the house. And uh, he makes her shoot the first cop and then she gets machine gunned up after that. And then Job is like, oh, I guess I could just take care of these guys and literally just turns them into bubbles. Like he just like <laughs> makes them into a shitty like bubble mix of like, oh, my body's still here, but I'm made out of bubble flesh bubbles right now. Oh, oh the, the transporter, the transporter isn't working in Star Trek. Oh, no. Eric, oh. please never use the phrase flesh bubbles again. Oh, my flesh bubbles are going wild. Oh. I don't like this. Stop. So, so Job, after uh, uh, the doctor, the doctor's wife has been murdered at the hands of basically Job and the G-Men, uh, Job then has a prophecy of what he's going to do. I'm going back to VSA now. And once I'm inside the mainframe, I'll have access to over 5,000 other databases. And from those 5,000, I can reach out again and again and again, eventually inhabiting the entire planetary network. By the year 2001, there won't be a person on this planet who isn't hooked into it. <gasps> 2001. And hooked into me. Also, also after six o'clock, I can I can pay a lot less for my my phone calls. Uh, I also I need to get into the mainframe so I can go to the Space Jam website. I've heard of this new Michael Jordan movie that's coming out where he actually plays against cartoon alien monsters. I've heard it's going to be the best website that's ever been created. It'll never make a more perfect website than the Space Jam. By the way, go to spacejam.com. It's a still a 1990s. Full yeah. geosite site that exists. We'll have the most powerful mainframe with thirty-eight baud power. I've um, I've Eric accessed means... all of Napster. And <laughs> Eric Eric means space ram. I I've just downloaded all of Limp Biscuit's first album, and it's definitely <laughs> not a virus. <laughs> so, um, Job wants to become pure energy within the World Wide Web. Um, now. Hank Schrader, who I've mentioned multiple times, I said I had an audio clip of him, has seen uh, his agents get killed and turned into um, beep bubbles. And, and <laughs> we, we get to hear this ridiculous voice Dean Norris does for this character where it feels like he's a professional wrestler that like wants to like, pretend you're a fancy lad. And it's, so it's this his fancy lad voice. Here we go. The good Dr. Angelo has been working on something else behind our backs. (laughs) He's developed a fantastic new energy weapon. I've observed a demonstration. It's very advanced. I want you to gather his research. All disks, hard copies, everything. Erase the files from the mainframe there, then transport it all here personally. No, I, I can't believe it. Not Angelo. Not a weapon. He is totally opposed. Believe it, Tims. He took out two of my men in a way I've never seen before. How would you describe it? It almost like he made them into little weird computer bubbles or whatever. (laughs) I've never seen anything so so powerful in my life. Send those files of two megabytes in those five ten hours. We'll get them. Have, have you ever seen the game Vector Man? It's like he turned him into Vector Man. <laughs> <laughs> that 
just ah, I got Jerry with that deep cut right there. I'm waiting for my best joke. I'm waiting for it. Okay, so Job leaves uh, and then goes in, uh, unites. Uh, as soon as Job leaves the house, Peter comes and unties the doctor. Uh, and the doctor then remotely accesses the lab and basically hacks the mainframe. We see Percy for just a second there, uh, the great character actor from The Green Mile. Um, he then uh, borrows Carla and uh, Peter's car. His mom, who's, their dad just died, and he was just like, bitch, get the fucking car ready! Like that. And he's like, <laughs> and like, I feel like he's like, he's like, she only responds to violence. I didn't want to have to yell at her, but clearly she has a type and I need to be stern. Um, so <laughs> he does. So he, he bitches the mom who's clearly abused constantly, just yells the yells in her face. Um, Terry then goes to pick up Joe because he's mind control. He's like, sure thing, Joe, pick you up right away. We'll go in there. And they have to go infiltrate this heavily guarded computer room now. And the way they attack him is just with a swarm of digital bees in the the <laughs> pinnacle worst CGI of the movie. There's not a worse part of how unrealistic it is, how it's just some is just a yellow background with a guard going like this. There's bit like Chris Farley getting attacked and pretending <laughs> he's getting stung by bees. Um and then some bees just coming out of this yellow into a giant weird purple bee. It makes no sense. I kind of love it though. I want to I want to forget my favorite part when he has tries to get his own car. He opens the hood and for some reason the NG block is completely covered with smuckers. Like why? <laughs> but there's another van. He's like, oh, at least there's this big, giant chest full of explosives with uh, digital ro- clocks in it. Yeah, this looks like I could probably use this. I'll, I'll take this. I won't check if this van works. I'll yell at this abused mother to let me use her car <laughs> instead. But Which seems least- like it would be easy to infiltrate a place if I had a van that matched the place I was going to. But- the other thing is that Joe can just uh, melt steering wheels. So. He can. He can do that. He can also just make grass. I like that he turns some people into just atoms, basically. But then he was like, oh, what about the dead body on the thing? I'll just grow the grass around him real quick like this. And... Uh, <laughs> That just seemed like an easier fit. Listen, turning people into digital bubbles is t- is time consuming and takes a lot out on me. Sometimes it just allowed- make the grass grow like that. <laughs> Are we allowed to uh, mention the word uh, man pussy or man pussy? In- yeah, you, of course you are. No, no, we said the word retard fifty times during this episode. <laughs> Don't say the word bussy. <laughs> what is what is the, the word? Is the word again? Uh, Bussy? Robots in the cyberspace. Digimon? Bussy, B-U-S-S-I. Oh, oh. Bionic. Bionic yeah, Universal I'm, Super so Soldiers Incorporated? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, <laughs> They do, uh, though he is, he does get through the wave of guards. They do shoot his best friend Terry, uh, which man, he does not like that. Well, okay, Joe. And boy, does that make him mad. And he uses his mind powers to force the guard to shoot himself in the head right after that. Mm-hmm. So, very uh, the good. The only thing that really could have been a good uh, Nicotera moment with literally taking his head right off. So, 
And then uh, he is able to get in there. He sees Tim's on the way in, the guy who wants to militarize uh, the lawnmower man, and immediately turns him into bubbles as well. But he doesn't <laughs> just vaporize him. He just puts him in a permanent spin of him. So he just like basically turns him into a permanent Tasmanian devil for the rest of the movie. He's like, oh, oh my atoms. Oh, they're all over the place. I hate this. And he gets into... Um, the uh the the chair one last time for his final transformation where it drains his body like like a like a straw sucking liquid out and sucks him actually in so he's just this weird husk that's left and uh what i say uh he says this which is the same line i've said with every woman i've been with oh, I'm in. and he's <laughs> now sucked into the virtual reality world where now he has a cool skin he unlocks a new skin where he actually has his real face um and a yellow body with cool little markings and circuitry on it probably you know this was fifty thousand dollars of the budget was just making this weird cgi world and pierce brosnan gets in and he has all these explosives like oh i'm just blowing his ass up very cool you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to immediately go into his world where he could possibly harm me. And I don't understand why he has to get into the other one to just tell him like, hey, I just wanted you to know I'm going to blow your ass up and you're stuck in here because everything I've closed off all access. And I just wanted you to know that you're you're still retarded, like truly like like that's all he's trying to do in this last scene. And I I guess I'm here for it. Um, Thanks for for crucifying me with the cyber cross. Yeah, he put some he Joe. (laughs) puts him on the cyber cross but the thing that breaks his heart is uh uh well first let let me play this first clip of the doctor confronting job within the virtual reality world you did this you cut the network connections but i'll find a way out Ah. all this power is meant to be in the hands of one person you're wrong you need to be led just like everyone else it's a basic need this technology is meant to expand human communication. But you're not even human anymore! What you've become terrifies me. You're a freak. Your naive idiocy makes me very angry! So he... Then he I puts must him on shut the... down Town. There we go. So, uh, he, uh... But he is, uh, he knows that the bombs are going off, but because he has no physical form, he can't control stuff in real life. So this seems like a real downgrade in general. He was like, oh, I thought I could still control everything on the house. I need a human body? Weak. I wanted to go all digital, which this is actually code for, um, you know, collecting physical media. That's an important thing, even in this day and age. You can't go all digital. Um, And... (laughs) The, can, can you remember you, you remember uh, Eldridge uh, his favorite line in this movie? Um, okay, so Jeremy, just for the sake of our listeners, Eldridge is a childhood friend of Jeremy who was in the band Stuco with uh, him, and he also broke our Atari links when I was a child, and I never really liked him. But continue and tell <laughs> us what Eldridge's favorite line from Lawnmower Man was. Favorite line from this movie because he was a, a, a man child, and of course, I am God here. I am God here. And he probably was a virgin at eight till age twenty three. So okay, well, must be nice. So um, <laughs> he lied about women that he had sex with, but he because he was a liar and he was the biggest dork ever. So I, don't Can have... I... good. Yes. 
No, no, no. Eric, go first, please. <laughs> no, I was just going to say dorks get pussy, but continue. Um, <laughs> they do. Debatable. I, Debatable. I've, I, after um, I've heard J- Tommy's orgy stories from LARPing, I, uh, I, you know, they, listen, they'll find, love finds a way. Um, Ashley, you were saying. Tomato, <laughs> tomato. Um, <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that I one of the things I love most about this movie is that it's based on one of my favorite Bible verses, which is uh, Job three sixteen, uh, which is for Job so loved Horizon Worlds that he killed Pierce Brosnan's only son, so that whoever gets in his way shall perish and only have tarred life. <laughs> <laughs> Job 007. <laughs> so, uh, double, double chromosome. <laughs> we've, we've reached the climactic end here. The thing's about to blow, and uh, he's about to just leave the doctor in there, but he hears Peter's sweet voice, his only friend, and it grows Job's heart. Go save him. Job, come back with me. Hurry! <sighs> So he's released from virtual reality, and just as the place is exploding and Pierce Brosnan is running with the kid from The Last Action Hero out of this desolate building, avoiding explosion after explosion, access denied is finally granted. Access denied. Access denied. Access Access denied. denied. That's right. Access granted. Which is actually, if I was gay, every time I had gay sex, that's what I would say. And uh, he says a back door. And oh, <laughs> a back door. <laughs> I thought you meant. I thought you meant like the other line, which is every time you have sex with a woman, access denied. <laughs> <laughs> access denied. And then I would go, oh, there's a guy, a back door, and then. Oh, I'm in. And then. <laughs> Hey, you keep getting shut down. Access denied. Access denied. You're like, I found another way in. I'm in. <laughs> oh, gosh. So uh, uh, it explodes. We think Job is all dead. And uh, uh, we have a little bit of an epilogue where Pierce Brosnan says, you know, I'm not going to let Job die in vain. His research was invaluable. And, you know, I miss him overall. And he goes to grab his keys. And as you recall, Job's thing that said he would announce his birth into the world by making every telephone ring all across the globe. Oh, God. The lawnmower man lives in everyone's telephone. Oh, God, why? And that brings <laughs> us to an end of 1992's The Lawnmower Man. Um, we'll start with you, Ashley. Your final thoughts on The Lawnmower Man and uh, maybe a few words about its sequel, The Lawnmower Man 2, Job's Revenge. Um, I just want to say I was truly completely shocked that this movie was streaming literally everywhere for free. <laughs> it no. is. It is for free on multiple platforms. Every Tubi, platform. YouTube, you can watch this dog shit movie too and enjoy yourself and have a, have a real fun time. But giving it away like hotcakes. Um, you saw so, this movie though. You saw its sequel before you saw this. What is <laughs> what is the Lawnmower Man two have in store for us, Ashley? Man, it's it's so different and it's also not like the same cast, which is crazy because the guy that plays Job in the second movie. Is the same guy who would then also be in the stand as the, tr- is it Trash Man? The Trash Can Man. Oh, yes, Matt, Trash Matt, Can Matt, Man. Matt Brewer. 
Yes, yeah. yes. Um, so it is equally, I will say, insane. But I, I also feel like it's darker in a way you kind of wish Lawnmower Man was. Um, I'm not going to call it good. I'm not going to call it good. <laughs> I like the funniest part is that Jeff Fahey was in it. And he was just like, no, nah, I'm not available. And like, you just look at his credits. And you're like, I can't. I just, I really can't do Lawnmower Man 2. He's I, like, I I'd rather, he's like, I'd rather be unemployed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I still got to do that canola commercial. So, Jeremy, your final thoughts on the Lawnmower Man. Uh, it really made me hate this movie because of Eldridge's love of the movie. His love of the movie made you hate it, huh? Yeah, yeah, and, and he just it, it just nerded him out so much more. And I really like the real version, which is called The Matrix. Oh, okay, <laughs> The Matrix. All right. Um, I would say this movie is very different than uh, the matrix i would say if anything it's more like a johnny mnemonic um overall i have a lot of i i remember this as a very early movie i watched with my dear friend sean laskowitz uh on cable a lot like more than once i'd watched this movie as a child and quoted it and uh it's just one of those really dumb movies that brings me back to a very special time and place in my life and uh it just it hits every time for me personally um i saw, I saw this in the theater of course <laughs> you did see this in the theater yes, i oh, did yeah. with eldridge that's like i mean that's a good theater run um overall I, though i suggest anybody who wants to have a fun time go out and check this out um ashley where can people find you at you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs, and you can find my horror page, Slash and Gash DMV. You can catch me, uh, let's see, I will be with Eric and Tommy at the Auto Bar June 10th for a bussy show. Uh, I will also be doing a pride show on Wednesday, June 14th in Bethesda. Ooh, check all that stuff out. And if you're listening, all things Eric Comedy, EricComedy.com, but the big show this weekend, uh, so come out to that. Uh, Jeremy, take us out of here. I have God here. Life locked. No. <laughs> That's <a little> <laughs>